Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com. It's Wednesday, June 22nd. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. Lead poisoning still poses a public health risk with many lead-based water service lines in homes throughout the Midwest. The Biden administration plans to spend $250 million in Missouri to locate and remove those pipes. Well, I think a lot of people are flabbergasted that no one's even bothered to try to figure out how many lead service lines there are in their community or in their state. We'll examine the challenge of eliminating lead pipes into Missouri homes in just a few minutes. A St. Louis Board of Aldermen member wants to set up a regular review of the city's charter. The proposal from 8th Ward Alderwoman Annie Rice would create a commission that would meet every 10 years. Members would then draft potential amendments to present to voters. Rice says a regular review of the city's most important governing document would make any changes more coherent. They could submit charter amendments to the voters that would be more than just Um, one-off changes. We could do some real sort of cohesive work here. Rice says despite the turmoil on the board, she is confident members will put the matter on the November ballot. The process would start by December if voters approve. The city last had a charter commission in 1949. St. Louis is easing up on the requirements for its open police chief position. Applicants must now have at least 10 years experience as a police officer including five years of patrol operations, administrative or investigative responsibility at the rank of police commander or higher. Candidates had been required to be a licensed police officer with a minimum of 10 years at the rank of captain or higher, as well as a bachelor's degree or similar professional experience. The Post-Dispatch reports commander is not considered a formal police rank. The loosened requirements follow last year's search for a police chief, which resulted in two white male internal candidates. Researchers at Washington University are collaborating with the National Slave Trade Database to better understand the region's role in the movement of enslaved people along the Mississippi River. St. Louis Public Radio's Andrea Henderson reports. Slave Voyages is an online historical database that focuses on the transatlantic slave trade and sale of enslaved people in the Americas. Jeff Ward is an African-American studies professor at WashU. He also heads the university's slavery project. He plans to use the research collection to understand the history of enslaved people in the region and river trade stories that are unique to St. Louis. The Missouri and Mississippi rivers in particular are going to be tremendously helpful to our understanding of slavery and the struggle for freedom in St. Louis. Ward says the database will also help the university explore its own connection to slavery. I'm Andre Henderson, St. Louis Public Radio. The U.S. Supreme Court has rejected Bayer's appeal to shut down thousands of lawsuits claiming the weed killer Roundup and its key ingredient, glyphosate, cause cancer. The decision will likely lead to billions of dollars in settlements. Bayer says it disagrees with the Supreme Court's decision not to take up its case, adding it undermines the ability of companies to rely on official regulatory agency actions. A science experiment by two St. Louis area students was supposed to travel into space in a NASA rocket in 2020. St. Louis Public Radio's Fair Anderson reports on why the launch is just happening this week. A NASA rocket filled with cubes will travel to space on Thursday morning. 
The experiment could help scientists determine if tools made using plastic and a 3D printer could hold up in space. The launch was supposed to happen in 2020, but was postponed because of the pandemic. Then, in 2021, FedEx lost the package containing the cubes. Dylan Rice is one of the St. Louis students who created the experiment. His family planned a trip to Virginia last year to see the launch. But when the package went missing, Rice says it was too late to cancel the trip. The rocket still launched, just without our project on it. But good news is we can do it again. I'm hoping that it does launch and it doesn't get delayed again. I'm Farrah Anderson, St. Louis Public Radio. The Environmental Protection Agency outlawed new lead pipes in 1986. More than 30 years later, the Biden administration will spend billions removing those pipes. Missouri is expected to get $250 million. But some water utilities throughout the Midwest don't know the location of all those pipes. The Missouri Independent's Allison Kite reports for the Midwest Newsroom. In 2017, Trenton, Missouri officials were faced with a crisis. Lead had been seeping undetected into the residents' drinking water from their service lines, or pipes, for three years. Ron Erton is the city administrator and oversees Trenton's municipal water utility. It was kind of a, um, you know, a surprise for us because we we everything was going good. Um, hadn't had any, you know, when we'd taken our lead test previously, everything had been fine. Lab results showed Trenton's water exceeded federal standards for lead, putting the city's children at risk for lead poisoning. The culprit? A chemical switch Trenton's municipal water utility made back in 2014. It added monochloramine to disinfect its water, replacing chlorine, which has some harmful byproducts. But monochloramine can corrode lead pipes, releasing the toxic metal into residents' water. That changed the water chemistry enough, it started to pull that lead out of the lines. Nobody told us that. That surge in contamination posed a public health concern. Lead is a neurotoxin that affects thousands of kids each year in the Midwest. It can cause ADHD and a loss of IQ points. Eric Olson is a senior strategic director for the Natural Resources Defense Council. Unfortunately, it's a lot like drinking your water from a lead straw because these pipes, they're about the thickness of a garden hose. Um, and they snake through your front yard. And if it's made out of lead, um, some of that lead is going to get into your drinking water. It's inevitable. Like many water utilities, Trenton doesn't know where all of its lead service lines are. The EPA outlawed new lead service lines in 1986, but except in rare cases, it did not require utilities to remove old ones or even track where they were. State governments have little information on where lead pipes remain. Limited surveys required under a 2018 law count 194,000 service lines, either made of or including lead, in Kansas, Iowa, Nebraska, and Missouri. But a study drawing from two American Water Works Association surveys estimates more like 747,000 pipes. The NRDC says those four states have some of the most lead service lines per capita. Well, I think a lot of people are flabbergasted that no one's even bothered to try to figure out how many lead service lines there are in their community. The EPA has never required a full inventory of lead service lines until now, according to Jeff Pinson with the Missouri Department of Natural Resources. Initial inventories are due in late 2024. Once we start doing this for at least, you know, maybe six to eight years, 
you will have a lot better idea of, uh, you know, the, the amount of lead services that we do have in Missouri. Meanwhile, President Joe Biden's administration wants to remove the lead lines within the decade. States are waiting for guidance from the EPA on how utilities should conduct their inventories, which may include scouring old records, surveying homeowners, and as a last resort, digging up the pipes to check. Back in Trenton, City Administrator Ron Erton says the city will start by checking its old handwritten books and work orders for information on which houses may have lead pipes. He says the city never considered trying to locate them voluntarily before the EPA mandate. We have so much water main work we need to do we can't afford already that going and doing something extra wasn't even on the radar. After the city discovered its lead problem, it added corrosion controls in late 2018, and lead levels in the water came back down. For the Midwest Newsroom, I'm Allison Kite with the Missouri Independent. This report is part of an investigative project with the Missouri Independent and the Midwest Newsroom. Unleaded examines lead poisoning in Midwestern children. This marks the final day at St. Louis Public Radio for St. Louis on the air host, Sarah Fenske. She is moving on from our daily talk show, and during her time on the program, Sarah and the St. Louis on the air team have put together some really compelling stuff. That includes an hour-long documentary last year on Michael Polite, who spent more than two decades behind bars, even though he maintains he did not kill his mother, and experts also say he was innocent. Sarah spoke with Polite last September at the Jefferson City Correctional Center. You mentioned this voice stress analysis test. They said you exhibited significant levels of stress. I mean, looking back at that, you got to think you had a number of reasons to be stressed out at that point. Well, I just found my mother burning to death on the floor at 14 years old. Uh, to the best of my knowledge, there's not no literature or, or how-to manuals how to handle that. Sarah has a talent for handling sensitive subjects coupled with the ability to hold her own during a conversation. Here's an exchange from February 2021 between her and then St. Louis Board of Aldermen President Lewis Reed about the possibility of a non-binding vote on whether to close the jail known as the workhouse. Why would you or anyone have a problem with the voters having a, a say-so in a non-binding fashion. Voters say, well, this is my preference. Why would you be, why would you be afraid of that? I, well, I just don't get that. I, I guess I, I'm not afraid of it, but I will say when I talk to friends who don't cover politics for a living, I'm, I'm often shocked by how little they know about what's going on at City Hall. And so it, it seems like delegating this vote to them, um, you know, personally, I don't not, know that it's what I do, but this isn't about me. This is about you. And, and I want to get back not, to you. Hold on, hold on, but it's not, it's not delegating anything to them because it's not given them control over the decision. Strong interviewer and compelling reporter, those are just some of the words that come to mind when thinking about Sarah's journalistic chops. She brought those talents to St. Louis on the Air roughly three years ago. Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Sarah Fenske. Later in the hour, we'll sit down with Representative Bruce Franks to talk about why he's quitting the State House and leaving St. Louis. But first, the jail population in St. Louis County dropped significantly in the last year, going from about 1,200... That is Sarah's first July show, July 30th, 2019. Her last as full-time host begins today at noon on St. Louis Public Radio. And before we wrap up, it would be a crime not to mention that Sarah has worked with some very talented folks over the last few years. The St. Louis on the Air team currently includes Alex Hoyer, Emily Woodbury, 
Danny Wisentowski, Kayla Drake, and Aaron Doerr. The Gateway is a production of St. Louis Public Radio, a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. Have a great day. Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.